You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. I had the joy of being raised by great parents. I mentioned that Wednesday night. My dad owned a gas station, a little one-pump-type gas station in Milwaukee in the early 50s. We moved to California in 1953, and uh, he became a tow truck driver and a service manager for the Chevrolet dealership. He was a mechanic. And then, uh, because he was 90% deaf, he went in the hearing aid business. And that led him to sales. He became a salesman. And uh, God blessed him. I grew up in a home where I was never afraid of my dad's hand. He never backhanded me, never slapped me. He'd spank me. I grew up in the day when spankings, and you'd son, go to your room. And he'd let me wait there for a few minutes. He'd come in calm. And dads in the 50s would always take their belt off. They never hit you in the face, never hit you in the back. My wife had a sign that said on a paddle one time, never hit a child in the face, God's provided a better place. I can remember one time my twin sister and I both got in trouble. We were about three or four years of age, and my twin sister had the great idea of putting books in our backside. And so when my dad turned us over to a spank, he says, now over the knee, kids. And uh, he'd always say the same thing, this is going to hurt me more than it hurts you. I tried that with my kids too, but uh, it, it did hurt me. And he saw those books and he laughed. My dad's hand was always gentle. He was always kind. He was a man, he was a man's man, he was a real man, but he's kind. Never, never hurt a child. We have a heavenly God, as I had an earthly father, we have a heavenly father. That heavenly father has a kind hand. As I look at this book today, so much of what this man goes through is just nothing but obstacles and heartaches. Perhaps that's where you are today. Suicide during COVID, 72,000 teenagers committed suicide. Don't do that. That's the ultimate self-trip. Life, life, there's going to be a lot more life. I know it's hard at times. Don't take your life, Dad. Three-fourths of the people that committed suicide last year were men. Maybe it's because men are such under attack. We laugh at men. We scoff at men. But God has a plan for men. Here's this prophet, and God's going to speak to him in a vision and in dreams, and he doesn't do that that way today. We have the Bible. And I want to read a few verses and have prayer, and then the uh, soloist and the message. In Ezekiel chapter 1, that came to pass. And by the way, you teenagers and young people, it always comes to pass. It always will get pass. Things will get better. It came to pass in the 30th year, in the fourth month, in the fifth day of the month, I was among the captives by the river Chabar, that the heavens were open and I saw the visions of God in the fifth day of the month, which was the fifth year of King Jehoiakim, his captivity, the word of the Lord came expressly unto Ezekiel, the priest, the son of Buzi in the land 
of the Chaldeans by the river Chabar, and the hand of the Lord was there upon him. Our Father, help me please to have your fullness and your power and your wisdom. I believe this could be a message people could carry with them through life and help these listeners to have an ear to hear what the Spirit of God speaks to us about today. In Jesus' name, amen. Bibles, we find the hand of God, first of all, in this verse we read. The Bible says in verse chapter 1, verse 3, and the hand of the Lord was there upon him. 
I want to remind you today, and by the way, uh, I know some might, if there's an emergency to leave, I understand, but we don't take restroom breaks if at all possible for just the next few moments if we can stay attentive to the Word of God. Where was the hand of the Lord in this text? It was in a difficult place. I wonder today, are you in a difficult place? Notice what the Bible says in verse number one. The Bible says, I was among the, what's that word there? Captives. Notice the last word in verse number two, the captivity. Perhaps something has you captive today. I wonder what it might be. Depression, loneliness, drugs, drink, immorality. And consequently, you've lost your marriage over all these things. And, and there you are finding yourself captive. Perhaps it's not a sin situation. It's just the events of life have you captive. And you're stuck and you can't move forward. You can't move back. You're just you're in captivity. You know when you're in captivity, by the grace of God, you can find the hand of God? I don't know in your captivity. Maybe you're not in captivity today. As we go through these various quickly hands today, the hand, but here was a hand of captivity. It had to be a place of fear. Look at verse number 13. The Bible says uh, it was like coals of fire. It was the fire of bright uh, creature, and, and out of the fire went lightning. In verse number 14, lightning. I remember the first time in my life, I was a teenager, 1965, and I went to go back to see relatives in, in Wisconsin. And we got there, we went to, I'd never seen lightning in my life. I've raised, raised here my whole life, entire life. And I remember I went to bed that night in the living room. All of our family was sort of scattered in bedrooms. Our family, my aunt and uncle's family, and, and, and there was a bed in the living room. I, I went there and slept there, and all of a sudden, about three o'clock in the morning, the whole sky was lighting up. And you know, as a young man and never seen it before, I was scared to death. And I'm not going to go say, hey, dad, what's going on? I, I just, I wasn't, I wasn't going to go, hey, mommy, I'm afraid. Will you hold me? I'm a teenage boy, you know. No, 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 no. But, but I was scared to death. I thought, what is happening? I'd heard pastor preach about my pastor, about the rapture. I thought, is this it? Am I going? I'm still here. I didn't go. Oh, my goodness, I was afraid. I wonder what has got you, has you afraid? Verse number 18, and it was dreadful, the Bible says. Are you in a dreadful situation? Are you in a difficult situation? Are you in a frightening situation? Maybe dad walked out. Maybe mom walked out. Maybe both walked out. Maybe there's been death in your home. Maybe there's sorrow in your home. Maybe there's bankruptcy. I don't know the difficult, but everybody faces them. Look for the hand of God. I want you to go with me to chapter 3, please, quickly. Not only do we find uh, the hand of God in a difficult place, we find the hand of God in an exhausting place. Notice in chapter 3, and the Bible says, so the Spirit lifted me up, took me away. You're going to find that word lifted up 32 times in this book of Jude, uh, uh, yeah, Ezekiel. And the Spirit lifted me up and took me away, and I went in the bitterness, in the heat of my spirit, but the hand of the Lord was strong upon me. What is bitterness? Bitterness 
is like the, the captivity. It is overwhelming sorrow. It's not like I, I can't stand him. I'm mad at him. That's not an individual. The bitterness, the, the situation I'm in, it's too big. It's too monumental. There's no way out. Uh, no, no person can help me. Nobody can help me in life. It's hopeless. It's helpless. It's the bitterness. And he said, in the bitterness of my hot heat spirit, he, he said, they, my, this was an exhausting place. Look at verse 7 of that verse. The house of Israel will not hearken to thee. Guess is God saying, preacher, they're not going to listen to you. They will not hearken to me. For all the house of Israel and Putin are hard-hearted. Stay right there. Why, why was it such an exhausting place? Because the preacher would preach and the people would not listen. And yet God says, just keep preaching because they don't listen to me either. Look at verse number, verse number 8. I have made their, like, their face strong against, I, 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 thy face strong against their faces, thy forehead strong against their forehead. As an adamant harder than flint, I made thy forehead fear them not, neither be dismayed at their looks, though they be a rebellious house. He said, I want to tell you something. You are in a difficult spot. You are in an exhausting spot but my hand is on you. Some of you dear mothers raising kids alone, it's exhausting. Some of you going through the cancer treatments, it's exhausting. Some of you with MS and Parkinson, it's exhausting. Some of you that have lost the use of your limbs. We have a young girl in our Spanish ministry over here, you know about her, Andrea, at age 19 during COVID, she was entered into the hospital. She was studying nursing, one of our bus girls. And her mother was out in the parking lot, and dad and family out in the parking They wouldn't allow her in. They said, it has nothing to do with COVID, but you need to remove her arm. And they removed her arm by herself, a 19-year-old girl. Parents out in the parking lot, our Spanish ministry and church family would go take them food every day. Few months later, so we need to remove the other arm. A 19-year-old girl by herself, and two arms are now gone. No, no pastor was able to get in. That's totally unkind. They came and they said, "We're going to remove one leg. The third limb is now cut off." Again, no pastor could pray with her. A 19-year-old girl by herself. You talk, about, uh, you talk about a fearful place, a difficult place, an exhausting place. They came back and said, now we have to remove your other leg. That little girl's a stump. They're fitted for legs now. They were getting ready to do arms, and yet when she comes, I see her. She has such a sweet spirit and smile about her. Don't, don't tell me how hard it is. Amen. I'm not going to tell you how hard it is on me when I see a little girl like that. I never experienced a dad walking out of my house. I cannot tell you how hard it must be on you. I don't know what it is to be young and have to say goodbyes. My wife and her sister did to a mother when she heard that mother was leaving eight kids and cancer took her at age 45. I don't know what that was like as a young kid losing a mother, but many of you in this room know. 
It's a difficult place. It's an exhausting place. But the hand of God was still there. Amen. I want you to go to chapter 3, verse 22. The Bible says, The hand of the Lord was upon me there. Again, this same text. This is the third time. And he said, Arise, go forth in the plain, and I will talk with thee there. What's the plain? The plain is an open spot between two mountainsides. He wasn't having a mountain spot experience. He was having a valley experience. Even, Miss Tabitha, your girl's sake, even in the valley, God is good. It's hard to sing sometimes. Hey, hey, kids, God bless you. Hard to sing sometimes when it seems so hopeless, doesn't it? That's why we care. So, so extremely proud of the bus kids. He's in the plane. You know what this is? The plane, it's an unknown place. A difficult place, an exhausting place, an unknown place. You don't know what's going to happen. You're, you're, you're not hiding in the trees and the thickets and the woods up in the mountainside. You're down exposed to danger. You don't know what's going to happen. It's unknown. God said, just go to the plane. Just go there. My hand is on you there. Maybe some of you are going through all these difficult experiences because God is preparing you to be like these two young girls right here that gave testimony. Or God's preparing you to be a, a missionary or a preacher or assistant pastor or a godly layman, a, a godly husband, a godly wife, godly mother, godly dad. But you're going through the, the experience I've had so many kids where I've talked to them, their parent walked out on them, and they said, I, don't, I never had a dad, but I, I'm going to be a good dad. And I've watched many men, I've been here 48 years almost, I've, been, I've watched a lot of kids grow up without a dad or without a mom, and, and those girls have become great mother, wives and mothers, or without a dad, they became great fathers and, 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 and husbands. It's possible. It's possible. This, this little bus girl over here, Teresa, she's got five kids now. She came when she was four with her brother for 20-some years now, probably 25 years. He's been a preacher in Illinois, and he's raised all his kids for God. One of his daughters just got married, I think, not long ago. It's hard to believe. It's wonderful to believe. It's exciting to see what God can do with a bus kid, with a car crowd kid, with any teenager, with any circumstance. There is an on. You see, in that unknown place, you don't know what's going on. There is an unseen hand to me that leads in ways I cannot see. You can't see what's going on in the plane. Well, <laughs> just trust that unseen hand. Amen. I love that song, Brother Martin. If I had time, we'd sing a lot of songs this morning. Jesus led me all the way. Jesus will lead you. Watch it tonight, today. It's a difficult place when you see the hand of God. It's an exhausting place when you see the hand of God. It's an unknown place. What's going on? Turn with me quickly. Chapter 8. You're listening well. I'm about done. I'll go quickly. Chapter 8, verse 1. It came to pass in the sixth year, in the sixth month, in the fifth day of the month, I sat in mine house, and the elders of Judah sat with me, and the hand of the Lord fell on me there. Sometimes in life, 
We ought to just learn to be still. In a still place. And he sat. The hand of God was there. In a still, still, still place. Once in the stillness of great midnight hour, I felt his presence of the Lord's saving power. I tell you what, I, I, I could not pastor this church without the midnight hour. I'm not up for hours every night, but most nights I am. And I get up, and it's amazing how often I think and pray for you. And that's why I, next Sunday, by God's grace, I'm going to get back these three-by-five cards. Any prayer request you want to give, I won't have to share it with anybody. I'm a shepherd. I want to pray with you. We will give ourselves the pastor to prayer and to the Word of God. For years we've had those, and I don't know why we don't have them now, but we're going to back out. You know, when it's a still, just still, we, we, we meditate. Eastern religion calls it yoga. Stay away from yoga. It separates your mind and your body. It's very dangerous. It's Eastern religion. But God calls it meditation. And you meditate on the goodness and the grace of God, not on yourself. You meditate upon God. God's Word wants us to meditate upon Him. It's just to rethink and rethink and rethink. I think of my blessed Redeemer. Oh, I tell you, in the stillness of the late midnight hour, I'll read my Bible. And I, I know many times I fall asleep reading it. And many times I fall asleep praying for you and for the needs of, that we see in this country of ours. But it's a still place. Sometimes we ought to stop the jaw and just be still. A preacher friend of mine in Texas, we're the exact same age. He said, I used to tell my kids, you have jaw overload. You flap your jaws too much. God gave us two ears and one mouth. Be silent a lot of times. Just listen. And he said, in this, in this place where you are, in this place where you are, this, 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 this still place, I'll put my hand on you. Okay, quickly review. I'll try to wrap it up. It's a difficult place, the hand of God. It's an exhausting place, the hand of God. It's an unknown place. What's going to happen? It's the hand of God. It's a still place. What's the hand of God? It's more than a still place. It's a silent place. Go with me to chapter 33, please. And you're listening so well. In 33... It wasn't only silence where you could not hear God. It was silence on his part. Watch what the Bible says in verse 22. 33, 22. And now the hand of the Lord was upon me in the evening afore that he escaped, came, and he opened my mouth. He opened my mouth. What's that all about? Well, he was, the Bible says, I was no more dumb. We're dumb is an old-fashioned word. It doesn't mean stupidity. It means I can't speak. I, I, I don't have the, the ability. That's why we have the deaf ministry here. We, I can't speak. I have no vocal cord. I have no voice. He has not been silent for a long time. He could not speak. 
God said, I'm going to put you, it's my hand that's doing this. My hand is showing you, keep your mouth quiet, uh, uh, Ezekiel, right now. Just keep be quiet and be still, as we saw in the last verse, and know that I'm God. The hand of God in a difficult place. The hand of God in, a diff- in, a, in, in an exhausting place. The hand of God in an unknown place. The hand of God in a still place. The hand of God in a silent place. And I'll make your mouth, in Ezekiel 3.26, I'll make your mouth to cleave to the roof of your mouth. I'll make your tongue to cleave to the roof of your mouth. And you shall be dumb and not a reprover to them, for they are a rebellious house. Chapter 3, verse 26. Here's a preacher who couldn't speak. That's the hand of God. There's two more, and I'll do it fast, real quick. Chapter 37. In chapter 37 is the Ezekiel's dry bones. Remember those dry bones? Man, when I was a kid, they used to say, you see, Pastor, you're shaking your head. When I was a kid, they'd, they'd sing, Ezekiel saw those dry bones, and uh, those bones, those bones, those dry bones, the knee, the toe bone connected to the ankle bone, the ankle bone connected to the knee bone, the knee bone connected to the hip bone, that he graduated half step every time, hip bone connected to the, that uh, on and on, and hear the word of the Lord. That'd be a good hymn of the faith. You ever hear that song before? Yes, sir. Okay, all right. We'll have you sing it after church. We'll all leave and you can sing it because I don't know if we have the music. The hand, the hand of the Lord is verse 1. And the hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and, and listen, and set me down in the midst, smack dab in the middle of the valley. It was full of bones. How'd you like to go when all your it's captivity and lightning and, and thundering and all this going on and they're not going to listen to you and, and, and you're sitting down and nothing's happening. You know the hand of God is there but you don't even understand it all. And God says, hey, here's where I'm going to take you to a, 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 a valley where there's just dead bones all around you. Is that where you are today? Everything's death. It's all dark. And I know in a crowd this size, there are many people, it's just so dark. It's hopeless. I, that wife, I can't get along with her. That husband, I can't get along. My kids are breaking my heart. My boy's been gone for years. I don't even know if he's dead or alive. He won't talk to us. He's gone. I don't know how. I don't know how we're going to get a place to live. We're, we're, we got folks in here today. They have to find a place to live. They can't. You know what I'm talking about. Yes, you do, don't you? Yeah. I'm going to feed my kids. How am I going to do this? I don't have enough money. I've got to get a job. I can't get one. I'm not lazy. I'll work. I'll work. Somehow the hand of God is still there. All oh, the Ezekiel dry bones. Look at, look at verse 11. Look at verse 11. And when he said unto me, Son of man, these bones are whole, the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, our bones are dry and our hope is lost. Maybe that's where you're at. God, everything's dead around them. He's going to put 
sinews in. He's going to put muscle back in. He's going to put skin on him. And he's going to put life into those dry bones and they're going to live again. Speaking of the house of Israel, she'll live again. You've been so good this morning. I have one more hand of God. The hand of God in this book of Ezekiel, in a, in a difficult place, in an exhausting place, in an unknown place, in a still place, in a silent place. The verse 37:1 in a hopeless place. It was no hope. Go to chapter 40 in closing, please. You've done so well. Thank you. When the battle is long, when it's a long battle, look for the hand of God. Chapter 40, verse 1 is so powerful. And in the five and twentieth year of our captivity, well, stop right there. This is 25 years of this, Brother Evertson. It's 25 years captivity. This is just, I'm having a toothache tonight. Maybe could it be gone tomorrow? This is 25 years later, a quarter of a century. Still in this situation, still in captivity. And the Bible says, in the five and 20th year of our captivity, in the beginning of the year, in the 10th day of the month of the 14th year, after the city was smitten, in the selfsame day, the hand of the Lord was upon me. Maybe you've been waiting for 20 years. Maybe you've got five more to go. I don't know about saying every 25 years. I'm just saying, maybe it's been a long, long thing. You know, Brother Martinez, we deal with a lot of people around here. And I watch sometimes where a man walks out and leaves a wife destitute. You know what I'm talking about. You've seen it many times in your ministry. All you men have. Or a wife walks out, a man's trying to, we've got men trying to raise kids. Hard, difficult. We see little babies pass away. We've seen young people pass away. It's a long, long sorrow. I think of your brother Dwayne who's suffering with cancer, your brother. We remember the day on a Sunday afternoon after church here in California, we got the call from Illinois. Their 23-year-old daughter was killed in a car accident on the family farm road going home from church. She just heard, heard her grandpa preach. They tried to get the jaws of death there. The car landed up on another farm, farmer's front yard. Now, my brother-in-law, Joy, was there on the corner with his brother, Rich. Couldn't get inside. His one boy had already holes in his head because he just came through brain surgery where they drilled holes in a young boy's head. And he was in. They were able eventually to get him out. And he watched his daughter, Jennifer. And then she saw a big gulp. And his brother said, Dwayne, Jennifer's gone. I want to say, I don't know if this is true. I want to say I try to relive that thought every day. He's a hero, and his wife Gail's a hero to me. My goodness, what's that been, honey, 30-some years later? 
maybe more. You're in a hard spot today. You're in a long, long ordeal. I can't tell you it's always been pleasant, but I've seen the hand of God so much in my life, in our marriage, our family, our children, our grandchildren in this church. You sweet, bus kids, trust the loving hand of God. He's going to help you. There is a God. The world says, no, we came from animals. No, God created us. God created you for a purpose. Like these two girls that are standing up here today. Sweet mom and dad sitting right down here today. I need the hand of God. Our Father, I love these people so much. I'm so grateful to be their pastor. And I do pray for them that God, whatever situation they find themselves, it may be unknown, it may be difficult, it may be silent, it may be quiet, it may be long, it may be exhausting, it may be difficult. I don't know what they're facing. Oh, but dear God, help them to trust the unseen hand. That hand of God that leads us all the way from earth to glory. With our heads bowed and eyes closed, I wonder today, are you in a difficult spot? Most people are. Are you in a hard, hard, difficult spot, exhausting spot? You're so tired of it. I'm just tired of it. I'm tired, tired of the chemo. I'm just tired. You're a prime candidate for the hand of God. I'm tired of the loneliness, the sadness. I'm, uh, I'm here all by myself trying to preach and they won't even listen. I'm trying to be a good mother, good father, good young person. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.